You are listening to the Forcecom Frontline, bringing you to our soldiers on the front lines of readiness. Hey everyone, welcome to the Forcecom Frontline. I'm Ashley and I'm your host. Today our episode is highlighting a command within Forcecom that we haven't spent much time talking about. The 20th Chemical, Biological, Radiological, Nuclear and Explosives, or CBERNY. This year they celebrated the 80th anniversary of the Army's Explosive Ordnance Disposal Profession. In case you're not sure what EOD is or what these soldiers do, explosive ordnance disposal specialists are the Army's tactical and technical explosives experts. They have advanced training and critical skills needed to disable and defeat explosive devices and weapons of mass destruction. They are able to identify military weapons, assist leadership in the preparation and use of advanced robotics, dispose of hazardous objects, and perform mission in support of Army units worldwide across all environmental conditions. EOD specialists attend 10 weeks of basic training, followed by 37 weeks of advanced individual training. Last month, the 20th Sea Bernie hosted the All-Army EOD Team of the Year competition. During this, five EOD teams competed to be named the best team in the Army. Joining us today is the winning team from that competition, Staff Sergeant Mark Owens and Specialist Brady Dunn from the 759th EOD Company, 3rd EOD Battalion, 71st EOD Group. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. Oh, glad to be here. Uh, yeah, awesome opportunity. And that that unit is a mouthful if you say all of it. That's that's nuts. It sure is. But so speaking of the unit, you guys are stationed out at Fort Irwin. Correct. So are you guys part of the CTC or separate from that? No, we're not part of any of the rotations or anything. Okay. Uh, what we do is directly support it by uh, responding to and clearing any UXO that's found out in the uh, box <sighs> and the immediate California, Nevada, and uh, Arizona area. Yeah. I forgot the new geometry for a second. That is so interesting because, you know, you hear about unexploded ordnance in the community, but you never really think that if I go to the CTC, there might be unexploded ordnance, but it totally makes sense. Uh, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's hilarious. I bet it is. <laughs> so you guys just won the all army EOD team of the year competition. So let's just start with, can you explain what that is? So the All Army <laughs> EOD uh, Team of the Year competition is a competition that evaluates EOD techs on core competencies for the career field, uh, reacting to UXO, IEDs, uh, various other uh, explosive hazards that fall in a wheelhouse, and basic soldiering skills like shooting, general fitness, um, CLS skills, things, things like that. Okay. Well, and so that leads me to my next question, actually. So a lot of people have probably heard of the best warrior competition, but maybe not necessarily the all army EOD team of the year competition. <laughs> have you gone to best warrior? Is that? Oh, what no, no. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you were talking about, you know, soldier soldiering skills and that sort of thing. So can you talk about the similarities and maybe some of the differences? Uh, it's very similar in terms of like we still get tested on our basic soldier skills and all the all the things that fall under that. Um, the only way it gets kind of different is that it's weighted much more heavily on the EOD side, the technical portion of it. That's okay. weighted a little heavier for the grading criteria. Sure. So team, there's only two of you. So is that what makes up? That's not what makes up a normal EOD team, though, right? That is what uh, doctrinally makes up oh. the EOD team. It's a team leader certified uh, NCO, senior E5 to an E6, uh, but it could also be an E7 in extraordinary circumstances. And then another graduate of EOD school, normally a uh, E3 to E5. Okay. 
So speaking of EOD school, EOD school is not like your normal MOS. Like you don't go to AIT for nine months. Uh, correct. <laughs> so it's done in two phases for the Army. Uh, there's a phase one in Fort Lee, Virginia. I think that's 10 weeks. Yep. Uh, and then once you pass that, you go down to the actual uh, Navy, Naval School, um, Explosive Ordnance Disposal, down at Eglin Air Force Base. Tough. So it's Navy School on an Air Force Base, uh, staffed by all four services. There's Marines, Airmen, uh, Sailors, and Soldiers there. And that takes about nine months so right? Uh, yeah, I think it's like 36 weeks or whatever. <laughs> I think it's roundabout. <laughs> so, Eglin, Destin, like I mentioned before, my husband went through the whole EOD. He started EOD, and he always talks about his time in Destin and how much he enjoyed being in that location. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to be uh, compared right? to what the Army gives us in terms of duty locations and different things like that. Uh, getting to be down at, in the coast for at an Air Force base is- <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) We get to be spoiled with. So is this either, this can't be your first duty station for Irwin, Irwin, correct? Uh, This is my first. Oh, okay. First duty station. So that means really you haven't been in EOD for that long and you just won this competition. Yep. So I've been in a little (laughs) over a year now. What? This is my first first, uh, team of the year event going through the different company level battalion or company group and then all army wow. levels so this is my my first rodeo basically that is <laughs> amazing <laughs> that is amazing congratulations oh thank you and so so i mean eod is not your run-of-the-mill MOS. I mean, there is a lot that goes into explosive ordnance disposal. Um, I'm not going to pretend like I know what any of that is, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, specialist done, I would have to assume being that you have really only been in the army for just over the year, the leadership that you have had to help you get to, you know, this, this point and win this competition has to be pretty great. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think EOD is very different in like its leadership styles and different things like that. So, uh, First off, it's much more personal having a senior NCO, just you and him, basically a team. Right. And then that creates more of a bond, I think, than most other soldiers get with senior NCOs. And then also just, I think there's just a brotherhood aspect to it that just comes into general between going through all the branches, like no matter who I meet, no matter what branch, it's like we all went through the same pipeline. Right. And there's just this connection that's automatically there no matter rank. And then also EOD gets a a lot of jokes about how we use first names. And so oh. using, using first names with each other, no matter rank and everything like that, just creates, I think, more of a bond. I, I don't disagree, but I did not know that about the whole first yeah. name thing. <laughs> Depending on where you go, it's definitely sure. not like in, in the Army. It, it depends on which company you go to, whether or not like your chain command will be familiar with it. Okay. Um, I personally am a strong advocate due to just the way the team needs to operate. Um, this guy is very new to the Army. I've been doing this about a decade, right? But he needs to have the ability to say, what you're about to do is stupid and life-threatening. You need to stop. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's absolutely important. And I think you guys are touching on something that the Army as a whole is trying to change. You know, having that that communication and that relationship with your your NCO um, and being able to have those conversations. um, And and not being scared to speak up when something might be dumb. Yeah, Yeah. duty is definitely been on the uh, cutting edge of that for a while. (laughs) Well, well, and I think especially with what you guys do, um, it's it's 
it, it can be life or death. I mean, we're talking about, you know, bombs, right? <laughs> if, if you're doing if you're doing a bad job, it's life or death more often than not. Right? <laughs> but I'm talking to the team of the year, so you guys don't do a bad job. <laughs> so, um, specialist done. You prompted this, but um, you know the EOD community as a whole is very tight knit. Um, and this is the 80th anniversary this year of the EOD profession. Um, and, you know, compared to the army, that makes us a, a pretty young MOS. And what does it mean to you to represent the profession as the best team in the army? Um, I, I think it's, it's very humbling. Just, uh, just to state that straight off the bat, it's extremely nothing I expected coming into my first unit for things like that. Sure. And yeah, it's just being so young and everything. I, I think there's still a lot of things that we have to learn and different things like that in the MOS and the career field in general. Yeah. But it's it's really cool to just be a part of such a small community that's just so tight knit. It's it's hard to beat. Yeah. And what about you, special or Sergeant Owens? I'm sorry. Uh, is this how I find out? <laughs> it, is. Wow. it is. It is. <laughs> uh, it's. Like representing 80 years of experience, it's a big number, but in the grand like scheme of things in the armed services, it's relatively young. Um, explosives were invented in the 1800s, 90s weren't seeing wide use until the IRA and then with the war on terror really kicked off. So through all of that, all of it's been a straight up learn as you go, figure out what works and then do your best to spread that to the guy on your left and right. And just and then years of that is the culmination of where we are now. Yeah. Um, like running the competition, we there's a problem we're working on a bomb that got nosed in and didn't go off, um, like a 500 pounder or something. We had the oldest living uh, EOD tech. Uh, I saw that. They're saying, "Give me a pipe wrench and a ball peen hammer, and I'll, <laughs> I'll take care of this real quick." Uh, I'm funny. out. I'm out like 50 feet away from him, setting up this real complicated tool <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, I wish I could do that, but sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, is this the first time for you, Sergeant Owens, that you participated in this competition at any level? Uh, it's certainly the first time I've gotten this far, uh, <laughs> but no, this is the third team of the year uh, competition. Wow. Uh, first one as a team leader, but in 2014 and 15, I made it to, I won 192nd Battalion uh, team of the year and then got to 52nd group team of the year. And okay. uh, both of those, I didn't win, but okay. Okay. definitely provided good experience to draw upon. So I wasn't oh, I'm sure. super shook, surprised or shook by the format of the competition at least. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm totally backtracking here, but I want to hear in your words, you know, what is EOD? Lay it out uh, for me simply. All right. In two to three sentences, uh, EOD is a group of highly motivated problem solvers working to like reduce explosive hazards. Like in a, in a nutshell, that's that's just what it is. You can okay. take all four services and kind of just apply that statement to it. Like Navy guys getting in the water, it's just a group of people trying to work the problem and protect personnel and property while they're doing it. Okay. Now, uh, can we talk about some of the things that you use to do this? So we know there's the bomb suit. 
You guys have the robots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, w one of our main workhorses is um, uh, rope. <laughs> rope. Yeah. Uh, we get get a lot done with rope uh, just because it allows us to do like uh, a positive action, which is basically means just changing fundamentally either the state of an object or the configuration of the circuit or even for UXO, just moving it around. Accomplishing that from a safe distance is our bread and butter. So interesting. Uh, so the robot is really just the modern form of rope. <laughs> so I'm all over the place with you guys, but I, <laughs> I enjoy talking to people and you guys have great personalities. So I just want to ask, um, I'm going to start with you, Sergeant Owens. Why EOD? How did you get into EOD? Uh, honestly, it's a coin flip at a San Diego mess. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um, my first job fell through for various reasons. And I was an 18 year old kid uh, going, oh, I got to pick a job now. And narrowed it down to cryptological linguist and explosive ordnance disposal. So interesting. But, uh, yeah, and um, I, I didn't know anything. Uh, the guidance counselor was like an old combat engineer. He's like, yeah, the EOD tells the engineers what to do stuff. And <laughs> I was like, uh, sure, okay, yeah, that sounds interesting, and picked that. And okay. uh, 10 years later, I, I've just absolutely, I fell in love with it retroactively. Okay. <laughs> and so you're from San Diego? Uh, I'm from Southern California, uh, Canyon Lake, California. It's in between LA and San Diego oh. on the wrong side of the mountains. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so what other installations have you been stationed at? What other units have you been part of? Uh, I've been at Fort Bragg seven years prior to this. Okay. So, there you go. I, I know the building that I think you're working out of right now. <laughs> the headquarters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my first first unit was 737th. Uh, it was a company that got cut with the drawdown. Uh, and then I went over to 18th Ordnance uh, Company, which was right across the way. Like the, the way the EOD companies at Bragg are set up, it's pretty much just like the same building. So over the course of four years, I went from one side of the hall <laughs> to the other. <laughs> okay. And then um, I was looking at getting kicked out of the army because I couldn't, couldn't pick up uh, E5. Oh, wow. Points were maxed out. I was promotable for three years. So I uh, sold my soul to SFAB ah. and did that. It uh, was second SFAB for three years. Okay. I was going to ask you. I saw your patch. I was going to ask you about the SFAB. Um, so it, you were, it was here at Fort Bragg? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I decided to get try out SFAB, get the E5 promotion and, you know, see a different part of the army. And then they moved me across the base. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're a team leader now. What does it take to be a team leader? Uh, it honestly takes a lot of things. One of the, one of the things that's helped me has been uh, a strong sense of uh, humility and initiative. Um, a lot of times you'll see people struggle through the team leadership process when there's unable to either adjust their current like thought processes or tactics or anything uh, based on feedback they're getting, or if they think they they're already good and they're they, they feel to realize that the greater is a part of the problem. So it's not <laughs> it doesn't matter if you did it right. It matters if the greater thinks you did it right. Right. <laughs> um, and then now that I am 
uh, team leader, not, not certifying or anything, not waiting for people to tell me uh, what to do and just finding that gap, finding that uh, thing that needs to get done and just figuring it out has served me really well. All right. And so I think you guys are doing okay. So specialist, and I'm going to go over to you now. So where are you from? I'm from El Paso, Texas. Okay. Um, and so why EOD? Um, I don't know 100% why. I can't remember. All the time. <laughs> uh, but it, as embarrassing as it sounds, it was I didn't know about EOD until I saw the Hurt Locker. Okay. Uh, saw the Hurt Locker as a uh, 19 or something like that, and uh, I I just thought there was nothing cooler, you know. Like, I mean, they make it look pretty cool. Yeah, and then uh, going to the recruiter and everything, they basically said like, "Oh, no one gets that job. You can't do that job." Like, oh. Uh, so then did all my research online and everything like that. Um, stuck to my guns with trying to get it. Uh, got it on initial entry, and then yeah. That's pretty That's awesome. Like, like uh, Mark over here said, just slowly fell in love with it. Wait, her locker, really? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was, yeah, told me that. Yeah, that's how I found that <laughs> Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> but like I was telling you guys before we even started this, my husband was EOD. I, I know I said it before, um, but he told me not to watch or he made me watch it so he could tell me all the things that were wrong with it, basically. <laughs> uh, sit down, take notes. Yeah. This is You're not what I'm going to do like, when I, I deploy. That was a fun experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like, this won't be me when I deploy, I promise. <laughs> um, so it it seems specialist done like EOD is going pretty well for you. Yes. <laughs> is, do you do you hope to someday see yourself as a team leader? Uh, hopefully that's that's the plan at least. Okay. Uh, definitely working towards that. Okay. Working towards running my own problems, different things like that. Learning as much as I can. That's kind of what the main focus is right now. Is just soaking in everything that I can from from Mark and all the other senior EOD techs that are around me. Sure. Yeah. It sucks that he's so smart because I keep trying to train him wrong as a joke and he keeps calling me out on it. <laughs> I love it that you guys have such a great relationship and that it just seems like you guys probably work so well. You, you must work well together. You just won this competition. <laughs> this is all a highly scripted competition. We okay. practiced this for days. Perfect. You weren't <laughs> supposed to tell us that. <laughs> so back to my script. Um, so I know it's hard to imagine the start of the EOD profession because none of us were alive at that point, especially specialists done over there. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I know that <laughs> I know that there is a lot of pride within EOD units. So where do you think that comes from? And this is open to either of you. I think uh, the pride starts at going to a joint service school. Um, Ever, to get the basic EOD badge, the qualifications are the same across all four services, with the exception of the Navy. They got to do underwater stuff, so they graduate like a couple weeks later. But for the most part, if you see anyone with the, the EOD badge, you have that shared experience across the career field. And you can literally name any part of school. And there's been like major changes, but for the most part, that school has been the same since it got implemented. Oh man, like 1940. I'm gonna get it wrong. Some it's okay. Math is hard. Um, Math is hard. But starting with there and then continuing with the fact that 
the longer you stay in, the more you recognize people. It's a small career field. I think there's around about 3,000 Army oh, wow. uh, techs. And I think the other three services are even smaller than that. Okay. So you just, you constantly run into people. Sure. And it's just, it's nice. You just yeah. walk up. If I see those three letters uh, on someone's uniform, if I see the badge, I know that they've at least been where I've been. And uh, I know that they have a, a very, ba- uh, excuse me, a baseline of problem solving skills sure. and initiative. Sure. Um, so within EOD and with what you guys do, you've got to put a lot of trust on each other. So how have you guys worked to build that trust just within your own team? Uh, I think think it started a lot. So when I first got here, uh, Mark was going through all his team leader search and everything, working on that, getting started. And I wasn't his team member yet, but they threw me in with him to help him out. And I knew nothing besides what I learned in the schoolhouse there. (laughs) So I, I think there was that like, there was a good shared experience of him learning things going through that certain process and me learning things just going through anything EOD related. Yeah. And it, it, I think it was a really good bonding experience for us to both mess up and learn together. Sure. And then grow from that. Well, and Sergeant Owens, I'm going to ask you sort of the same thing because this isn't the first team you've been on. So how have uh, you, how have you in each team built those relationships or that uh, trust? Well, that trust this is really. the first team that I've led. Um, so uh, I've been able to take or finally implement all the things that I've noticed that the team leaders before, um, Keith Thomas, Antonio Menchaca, uh, Elizabeth Hudak, Mike Steinprice now, uh, Tommy Gaither, all these team leaders that I've seen that have had amazing things that I've, that I've stored in my head going, okay, I need to do that to, hey, me, I don't like that at all. Uh, I, I truly am standing on their shoulders, and I'm very grateful to have had the experience of working for them. So uh, in particular, one of the things uh, I try to do is just give Brady his time to give me his opinion. Uh, I don't always take it right, and there's times when I'm – like, ah, I know exactly how this is going to go in my head. I got this whole thing planned out. No problem. But uh, I try to make a deliberate effort to stop. I'm like, hey, this is what I want to do. What do you think? Um, every time. And then after the problem, even if it's not immediately after, like we got a follow-on call or something, uh, we stop and get together and say, hey, what would you do different? Uh, okay, why? What are you confused on? Okay, if you're confused on this, this is why I did it. Does it make sense? And yeah, you know, just good, honest, open communications and discussion with each other. I think it's really fostered yeah. a lot of that trust. That's awesome. So, what does it going back to the 80th EOD anniversary? What does it mean to you to continue the EOD legacy and uphold the high standards required to to perform the mission? Um. Let me check the script. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it's, it means a lot to me just in terms of like, it's so, it's already, it's only been 80 years compared to everything else. So yeah. my, if I did a 20 year chunk, that feels like such a big chunk of the entire experience of EOD that I get to experience. So I, I think we're still almost in the phase of trailblazing this career path and setting like a standard for future like nothing's set in stone yet, I don't think, in this career field. And 
very, very quickly changing career field. So I think it's really humbling and cool to be a part of of that whole process. Okay. And so I want to ask you guys, what was it like meeting the oldest living EOD tech is, correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was a very uh, humbling opportunity um, from what the limited conversation I had with, uh, I think, Mr. Simon. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it was just, it was nice to be able to play, pay respect and pay tribute to, uh, where we came from and embodied in a person sure. that's still there, still, um, fighting against the ravages of time. So that, that was, it was super cool. And, uh, like I said, humbling to, to me. Y'all have been very humbled recently. <laughs> <laughs> You've used uh, that, yeah, you've used that word. I'm sorry, I'm not a professional podcast. <laughs> it's okay. Neither am I. It's okay. <laughs> we, <Ooh. laughs> we make it up as we go. <laughs> I'm just giving you guys a hard time. Um, so is there any... I'm the most humble person you'll ever <laughs> I can uh, tell. I can tell. <laughs> so I just want to, you know, is there anything else about EOD that, you know, maybe somebody who's not, who doesn't know much about the army or has never heard of EOD, anything you want to talk about, anything we haven't, anything we missed kind of giving you guys your chance to just talk. (laughs) Uh, I think that since it's so small, I think a lot of people don't know about it, especially coming off the street. Sure. Uh, I think EOD is doing a really good job now of almost just like advertising to the general public, letting us know that we, letting people know that we exist and what we do kind of. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a very, very, uh, exciting and awesome career field. And I, I, I think a lot of people should do research into getting into it because I've, I've never met anyone that's come come to our units do on-the-job training that hasn't said, like, wow, this is the best part of the Army right here. Yeah. Like, so I think it's incredible that it just needs to get out there a little more and people need to hear about us. So can you talk about what you do in, like, the garrison environment? Uh, we can. I don't know if we have the time, honestly. Uh, <laughs> and that's probably... <laughs> One of my favorite questions is, what is your day-to-day? And uh, that is an excellent question because I can't really answer that, uh, especially here at Fort Irwin. <clears throat> We're one of the busiest EOD companies uh, in the formation. So uh, I don't think I've spent more than two weeks where we've just shown up at the office and then went home. Uh, <laughs> it's it's incredibly frustrating for my workout goals, uh, but it's also very fulfilling because I, I love my job. Sure. Uh, so our nine to five doesn't doesn't really exist. Like this week we were doing, uh, it's range clearance week. So we were going like an hour or hour and a half out of the box and just straight blowing up ordinance um, for hours until we run out of demo and then we come back and this is unexploded ordinance correct yes ma'am so that would be something that you know a unit goes out and they're doing their training and it, it fires but it just doesn't go off sorry for my basic uh, some, terminology like that. uh <laughs> ncc is certainly unique and we have so much uxo here and enough open land that the majority of calls that we get aren't mission impacting so when I answer the response phone, if a unit can just mark it and then conduct training elsewhere, 
then that's what we usually recommend uh, versus at Bragg where it's like, hey, I found a piece of trash that vaguely looks like a bullet. I'm like, all right, we're going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you guys, all, you also do um, VIP, my husband always called them VIPs, VIPs. <laughs> yes, uh, we do. Um, amongst our uh, stateside mission set, <clears throat> and this can go OCONUS as well, is uh, the Secret Service pulls us to do uh, – Explosive hazard sweeps for any protected person. Uh, VIP stands for yeah. very important protected person. So we get to travel a lot in support of that mission. Um, Brady and I were fortunate to get a Poland VIP Ooh. Uh, in support of President Biden's speech there in Warsaw. Very cool. And that was the first time you're out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Mexico doesn't count, right? It's pretty no. Right. Well, that's cool. So how does how does that work? I mean, how does your team of all the teams in the army get picked to go to Poland for that? I mean, isn't there a team that could be easier to get there? So that one straight up was a kickback from 71st uh, Group Toy. Um, so that ah. those ones are viewed as nicer uh, VIPs because you get to travel on the army or secret services dime, sure. uh, which is awesome. Or I'm actually not sure who funds that. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> um, but how it works is there's an entity called VIPSA that basically covers manning for the services. So once the secret service puts in a request for EOD support, then it goes to them and then it wraps all the way down. So our taskings start at VIPSA, go to, it might go to 20th, then it goes to group slash brigade for people who don't work with groups. Um, and it goes to battalion, and then it, uh, battalion will go down to us and be like, hey, we need two teams. Okay. And then we figure it out from there. Okay. So it sounds like, though, if I heard that correctly, there are some perks to winning the EOD Team of the Year competition. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Sergeant Major Silva for the 71st uh, Group Toy uh, managed to get us Team Wendy uh, XPIL SL uh, high cut helmets, which sounds fancy. $1,500. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't like some kind of like physical reward to winning. Yeah. Uh, we've also been promised Berettas for promised winning what? the VA toy. Yeah, like, I have a certificate for one comma gun. <laughs> oh, okay. Mind-blowing. I should have brought it in. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't, don't you also, did you get something that says you can you can jump with the Golden Knights at some point? Or no? Did I make I've that up? I've been told that. Uh, okay. It's not in writing. <laughs> it's not in writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys ever do it and you're out here at Fort Bragg, let me know. And I can come and we can hang out again. Okay, yeah. I mean, Force Comp's not gated at all, right? I can just walk up and... Nope. Just be like, you know who I am. All just right. tell him you know me. Yeah, get Ashley here. <laughs> all right. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know it's early uh, there. Please, I'd like to say one... I got to plug... I got to plug the EOD recruiters here. Okay. Because everyone that loves their job is a recruiter for their job, right? Right. So, all I got this platform... Any soldiers interested in becoming an EOD tech should contact the EOD recruiter on Fort Bragg, North Carolina oh. at 910-432-1818 or on JBLM at 253-966-3902.
Well, uh, if you want any more information, hit up goarmy.com, type in EOD, that'll show our requirements. Uh, I haven't met an EOD tech that says, God, I wish I didn't sign up for this awesome job. <laughs> Man, I, if EOD doesn't work out, I think you've got another shot doing something else, maybe in, you know, television or, I don't know, <laughs> podcasting with, you know, with that. <laughs> Right I'm told there. I got a great face for radio. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would I would tend to agree. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, again, I appreciate you taking the time. I know it's early there. You haven't had your coffee yet, so, so um, I won't I won't keep you any longer. But again, this was fun, um, and I appreciate you joining me today. Appreciate that. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. That's it for this episode, and we'll be back in two weeks with another new episode. In the meantime, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can watch full video episodes on YouTube. Just search for The Force Come Frontline. And we'll see you next time on The Frontline. Line.